is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us this week is U.S. Representative for Kentucky's Congress 6th Congressional District. It's a mouthful, isn't it, Andy? <laughs> uh, and, and he's been so since 2013. And now we're going to toss it over to our host, Tom Dupree. Thanks, Elizabeth. Let's start with the psalm that I like to read. Uh, this one is Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion, the cobra, and you will trample on the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life will I satisfy and show him my salvation. That is Psalm 91, New International Version. Andy Barr, um, you're doing a good job, brother. I think about you all the time, pray for you. and uh, Thank you, Tom. You're just out there and, and getting it done, and you got some things you want to talk about in this show, so I'm just going to let you – set the course and talk about what you want to talk about. I'm not going to jump in too much. Well, thanks so, so much, Tom and Elizabeth. Great to be with you all. Uh, just got back from Washington. We were in D.C. this week, and I think the most important, uh, important development this week was uh, House Republicans on the steps of the U.S. Capitol building. Earlier this week, we 
we issued a commitment to America that if the American people give us uh, the majority again, if, if we are given the opportunity to lead again uh, in the U.S. House of Representatives, we are committed to the, the American people. We're going to restore our way of life. We're going to rebuild the greatest economy this country has seen, and we are going to renew the American dream. And this is in stark contrast to what uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the Democrat majority have given us over these last two years, uh, an agenda of defunding, dismantling, and destroying. Uh, they support defunding our police, our border patrol, and our military. Uh, they want to dismantle uh, our country. They've voted to impeach the president and undo an election. They support dismantling our institutions by packing the Supreme Court and abolishing the filibuster. And they support trillions in new taxes on families and local businesses, which would destroy our economy and feed further ground to China. Our commitment to America is the exact opposite of what the Democrats have been doing in the majority over the last two years. Uh, we, we, we are committed to defeating the virus and keeping America healthy. Uh, we uh, are supporting this president and Operation Warp Speed to triple rapid COVID testing and developing a vaccine that is safe, effective, and available this year. Um, we are investing in therapeutics and cures. We, we are uh, working uh, and we worked uh, to, to, uh, to propose uh, bipartisan legislation to slash drug prices, bipartisan legislation, by the way, that Speaker Pelosi refused to bring to the floor. Uh, we also are committed to ensuring the safety and security of our communities. We are opposing all efforts to defund the police and increase funding. In fact, not just, not just Tom, not just uh, uh, opposing efforts to defund the police, dangerous, radical calls to defund the police. But we believe in actually increasing funding by $1.75 billion for better police training, for community policing and equipment, including 500,000 more body cameras for local law enforcement all across this country so that we have, we have not only safety in our communities, but we have better policing. Um, we, we will continue to rebuild our military, support our troops, secure our border, and enforce our immigration laws. And we are committed to preserving our freedoms under the Constitution, protecting religious liberty, defending the unborn, and safeguarding the Second Amendment. And with respect to rebuilding the greatest economy, we want to get America working again. We've already brought back half of the jobs that were lost as a result of the, the shutdowns, the lockdowns of our economy back in March and April. But we want to do more. We want to add 10 million new good-paying jobs, and we can do it uh, by supporting local businesses through uh, $200 billion in already appropriated funds through the Paycheck Protection Program. We want to make the tax cuts permanent. That means extending the $2,000 child tax credit and making permanent opportunity zones that are generating $10 billion each year in poor communities. Uh, we're we're going to continue these proven pro-growth tax policies that increase take-home pay and encourage innovation. We also are committed to ending our dependence on China and enhancing our economic security I am honored to be serving and appointed to the China Task Force, and we're going to be issuing a major set of recommendations uh, on October the 1st, uh, including uh, recommendations that I propose in the competitiveness subgroup and in the economics and energy subgroup to prepare the United States for the coming strategy.
strategic competition with with the uh, communist, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, this is a task force that is not only responding to the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, including the role of the Chinese Communist Party and the World Health Organization uh, that facilitated the spread of this uh, disease, but also uh, just preparing for the competition, the military, diplomatic, and economic competition with the People's Republic of China in the coming decades. And so we are going to implement the task force recommendations to move our supply chain for medicine, protective medical equipment, and technology out of China to increase U.S. manufacturing and to reach more free and fair trade deals and counter Chinese economic predatory practices, unfair trade practices, theft of intellectual property, forced transfer of technology, its attempt to dominate telecommunications through Huawei and 5G, artificial intelligence, semiconductors. We want to counter Chinese academic espionage at U.S. universities. And I have a specific bill to do that, uh, to work with the FBI so that the FBI can get in and help our universities identify spies uh, that are uh, stealing our research and, in fact, targeting our COVID-19 vaccine research. We want to upgrade and modernize America's infrastructure. We, we, we've got proposals to bring high-speed Internet to every household in the, in the United States and launch a multi-year plan to fix our roads, bridges, and airports and cut permitting processes in half. And then to renew the American dream, we want to make sure every child in every neighborhood, regardless of their zip code, can attend an excellent school. In this time of COVID, when we have shutdowns and when we have uh, uh, working moms and dads struggling with uh, homeschooling requirements, we think that parents should be able to send their kids to any school that they believe is best for them. And we want to invest millions, and this, this plays into the China issue. We believe we need to invest millions in high-quality science, technology, engineering, and math education, and also reorient our education system to a skills-based education, career and technical education, apprenticeships, so that uh, we don't trap our young people in uh, mountains of debt for a bachelor's degree that has no return on investment. We, we think that there are a lot of in-demand jobs out there that will make America more competitive against China and other adversaries uh, by making sure that kids know that they can make over $100,000 a year in good jobs that make America competitive, like in welding, like in the construction trades, like in cybersecurity and nursing and allied health profession and data security. These are in-demand jobs that don't necessarily require uh, you know, $100,000 in student loan debt. It don't, they don't require a, a four-year bachelor's or bust uh, approach. So we're going we're gonna to reorient our education system, and then we're going to continue to honor our veteran service to America. I'm very proud to serve on the Veterans Affairs Committee, and I, I think we're poised to pass a bipartisan, bicameral bill to address the tragedy of veteran suicide in the next uh, month. And we're going to fully fund the VA Choice Healthcare Program that allows veterans to choose their own doctor, and uh, we're going to expand the GI uh, Bill uh, and education benefits so every veteran who wants a job can find one. And I'm proud that my bill to provide a STEM scholarship for science, technology, engineering, and math for our veterans has, is now law. And the last thing is we're going to support our citizens' success now and in the future. Uh, you, you know, it's not just career and technical education. It's, it's workforce development that gives people an opportunity for lifelong learning. Um, 
we think that Americans can earn a promotion or pursue a meaningful career even in this current difficult economic situation. And so we want to we promote lifelong learning. This is the Republican commitment to America, and this is what we spent a good bit of this week talking about. If the American people give us the opportunity to govern, uh, we will no longer be lurching towards socialism or the Green New Deal or an anti-worker agenda that is built on government dependency. We are going to be uh, promoting an agenda that is pro-worker, pro-family, pro-freedom that will promote the dignity of work, self-sufficiency, and upward mobility. Andy, talk a little bit about the China task force that you've been on and, and get into, did you, I know you covered some of it, but uh, why don't you tell us a little more on it? Sure. I did, this is the most consequential work, and I, I say this unambiguously, this is the most consequential, important work that I've been a part of in my eight years in Congress. And the reason why I say that is because it touches on everything. It touches on the, the pandemic. Uh, we need to hold China accountable. Uh, for the origins and their cover-up and their lies and deception and misinformation campaign that led to the spread of this pandemic. Uh, it touches on uh, our economy because we need to stop China uh, and the Chinese communists from stealing our intellectual property and our technology, uh, from uh, ripping us off with bad and unfair trade deals, uh, for subsidizing state-owned enterprises uh, to the detriment of American manufacturers, um, forcing us into bad joint partnerships in order to access uh, the Chinese market and other Asian markets. Uh, so, uh, and, and then it's obviously about um, China's military buildup and their ambitions uh, to become the world's global superpower, both in, uh, in military terms and economic terms and diplomatic terms. So in everything that China is doing right now, uh, it is uh, to promote their uh, socialist, communist worldview, their ideology, uh, their techno-autocratic uh, uh, society and their, their rules, their violation of uh, humanitarian norms. Uh, they're doing everything to promote their global worldview uh, in, in, uh, in what they're doing militarily, uh, diplomatically, and economically. And we need to prepare the United States for a multi-decade generational struggle and competition with the People's Republic of China. Our, our, our issue is not with the Chinese people. We believe that the Chinese people are victims of a brutal, uh, 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 totalitarian, uh, technological totalitarian regime in Beijing. Uh, uh, Xi Jinping and his uh, Chinese Communist Party uh, oppress their own people. And so our issue uh, and our competition is, is with the CCP. And we believe that there needs to be a whole series of policy changes in Washington to prepare our country for the coming struggle and the coming challenge. Uh, and, uh, you know, we start obviously with the pandemic because uh, we, we, we investigated and we've had, you know, we've worked with the intelligence community on this. We will be reporting uh, on the origins of COVID-19 in Wuhan. Uh, and we want to we reveal and expose the role of the Chinese Communist Party and the World Health Organization, which collaborated with the CCP to, to lie and cover up uh, about the about the pandemic, and we know from our investigation that that the top leaders in the CCP, including General Secretary Xi Jinping, knew a pandemic was ongoing from as early as mid-November 2019 before it was uh, disclosed to the rest of the world. 
the CCP could have reduced the number of cases in China. And uh, if they had actually been forthcoming and lived up to international law and disclosed uh, the outbreak, we could have reduced the spread by 95%. Uh, but it violated international law. It, it covered up, it, it censored whistleblowers. Uh, you know, uh, the story of Dr. Wee Lin, Lin Lang, Lin, uh, Lin, Lin, Lin Lang, who, who was actually, um, he actually died of COVID, but he sounded the alarm. He was arrested and forced to recant. And then the uh, CCP uh, deliberately lied. They, they concealed human-to-human transmission. They, they denied human-to-human transmission uh, up to and including mid, the middle of January. And then they weaponized, worst of all, they weaponized the global supply chain of medical supplies and critical pharmaceuticals. And, um, you know, in the, in, you know to, just to put a, a point on that, there is open source reporting that a top CCP official uh, said that as, as, as China was vacuuming up and hoarding all of the personal protective equipment and pharmaceuticals, uh, they, uh, they were, uh, their top officials were saying that they were going to throw Americans into a sea of coronavirus. And this is the latest in the malign uh, activities of the CCP. We're, we're going to focus on more than just the pandemic. We're also, we also have a, a, a focus on um, Ch- China's military buildup and their aggressive actions in the South China Sea, uh, their buildup of their Blue Water Navy, which is very alarming, uh, their incredible investment in the People's Liberation Army, uh, and their, their, their buildup of their nuclear arsenal. We want to counter that. We want to deter that. We want to reorient our, uh, uh, our, our national security posture to the Pacific and, and deter and work with allies like South Korea, Japan, Australia, and New, and New Zealand, and, and India, um, who, who is the target of Chinese aggression. We, we met with yesterday with the ambassador from Australia and New Zealand, and they want our help. And I visited, and visited with um, uh, the, the, the Japanese leadership in Tokyo back in February. They want our help. Uh, they need uh, a multilateral uh, alliance to uh, counter Chinese aggression. They have, a, they have ambitions in space as well, that they want to beat us uh, to the, not only uh, back to the moon, but to Mars. And, and, we, and there's national security implications with that. The cyber, cyber warfare, China is embarking on a massive effort to steal our intellectual property, our technology through cyber theft. And they're attacking us every day. Our major financial institutions, our, our major uh, Fortune 500 companies and government agencies, and they're constantly... Uh, attacking us in cyberspace. Technology. Uh, right now, we are losing the battle for 5G, and Huawei and ZTE and some of China's uh, top telecom companies have major influence in the third world, and that has significant um, implications for intelligence gathering, and it is a, a real and present danger and threat uh, to the United States. We need to work with our allies, our partners, especially in Europe, who have telecommunications capabilities uh, to counter Huawei and give lesser developed countries alternatives in 5G. Um, the subpillar or the subgroup that I'm co-chairing is the Economics and Energy Subcommittee. We are over-dependent on China for critical minerals, and um, 200 pounds of critical minerals go into the B-2 bomber and the F-A, uh, F-A, um, F-35. We need to uh, produce our own critical minerals. We need to we need to uh, reduce our dependence on China for our national security, 
And so I've got a bill that would streamline permitting for uh, mining of critical minerals and rare earth elements that go into our national security weapon systems uh, right here in the United States. And we are able to do that. We just have too much bureaucracy that gets in the way and, uh, and jeopardizes our national security. Uh, on, on, we also want to create an econ, uh, economic intelligence um, discipline under the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. We want that uh, fusion center to uh, provide that economic intelligence to uh, critical agencies, the State Department, uh, the uh, Development Finance Corporation, the Export-Import Bank, and the USAID, so that we can counter the One Belt, One Road initiative, the Belt and Road initiative uh, that the Chinese Communist Party is using uh, through debt trap diplomacy to get uh, influence in the third world, in sub-Saharan Africa, in South America, in South Asia, in places like Pakistan and Afghanistan. We need to counter a Chinese malign influence in uh, all kinds, in all parts of the world. And the way we do that is reorienting these, uh, these agencies uh, uh, to do that. And there's, uh, there, there's other things that we're doing uh, as well, and I can go into that uh, 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 after the break if you want. That is perfect, Andy. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Congressman Andy Barr. This is our bottom of the hour break. We will be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Tom Dupree, powered by Dupree Financial Group. Happening over there. Peace in the Middle East. Happening right here. Defund the police. Pandemic relief. You must vote. No matter where it happens. Your world happens. Know exactly what is happening. Here. Listen and learn. News Radio 630 WLAP. We live in uncertain times. It is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do. At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to The Tom Dupree Show, Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. iHeartRadio is the number one choice for music, radio, and podcasts. All in one. No one makes it easier to hear everything you love in one free app. I'm checking out 24-7 comedy at least once a day. You gotta laugh, right? They always got the right music. You can find everything you're looking for. I got my stations with me in my pocket. It's a melting pot of good music right there together in one place. If you're not one of the tens of millions who have the app, download iHeartRadio for free today and start listening. iHeartRadio iHeartRadio's new true crime podcast, Paper Ghosts, investigates a decades-long search for four young girls who vanished from their neighboring New England hometowns. It's like she dropped off the face of the earth. If you tried to say anything to them about her, they didn't like that. But recently uncovered evidence could change everything. And I immediately just sat on the floor like somebody just punched me in the gut. 
Listen and follow Paper Ghosts on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. It was a time of optimism. Businesses were growing and the American dream was alive. But a health and economic crisis lay in wait, threatening our security and prosperity. Businesses struggled to survive and support their employees. The weight was on their shoulders. Insperity was built for times like this. We've provided confidence amid the chaos, restoring the indomitable spirit of the American entrepreneur, together rising above. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. For a bit of uh, patchy fog out there early on this morning, we're going to be seeing a mix of sun and clouds out there throughout the afternoon hours, much like we saw yesterday. That will really control the highs today. If you see more sunshine, those highs still could get into the lower 80s, more cloud cover, you're stuck more into the mid to upper 70s. Either way, a beautiful day with dry conditions and a little bit of light wind out there as well. I'm WKYT, but you're always down to burn soon. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Officer Don here for Quantrell Subaru and the new 2020 Subaru Outback. The most adventurous, most reliable, and safest Outback ever. Plus, the Subaru Outback is recognized by Auto Trader as the best car for dog lovers. And with standard symmetrical drive on all models, that's just one more reason to love the new 2020 Subaru Outback. Drive one on your next adventure. Quantrell Subaru. Quantrell for life. Visit Quantrell.com and go where love takes you. When you're stressed, you just don't feel like yourself. New Natrol Relaxia. A full line of drug-free supplements to help you manage occasional stress and anxiety. A special blend of herbals keeps you feeling calm and balanced throughout the day. Because when there's less stress, there's more you. Try new Natrol Relaxia. Learn more at relaxiamood.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Attention SSI and other federal benefit recipients. If you did not file a tax return last year and have children under 17, you must act now to get the $500 economic impact payment per child this year. You must provide the IRS your child's information by September 30th. Go to irs.gov and use the non-filer tool by September 30th. That's irs.gov. This message produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hi, this is Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Many people have 401k and 403b plans for their retirement investment accounts. In certain cases, our firm can help participants in these plans manage their investments. This can be helpful because those retirement plans often offer numerous different mutual funds as investment options, and unless the participant is an investment expert, it can be quite confusing. In this case, we put our investment expertise to work for you, the participant. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP or WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP.
Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show for the second half of the hour with Congressman Andy Barr on the phone. This is coming to you from the Dupree Financial Group Studios on Main Street and now over to you, Tom. So, Andy, uh, you wanted to finish up a little more about some of the stuff with the China Task Force. Yeah, real quick, um, in the economics and energy pillar, we, we really believe that we um, can uh, uh, push back on China's uh, unfair trade practices. Uh, they've been ripping us off for years and forcing um, many companies to ship jobs to China. Uh, that's happened right in my own district, and we are fighting that tooth and nail in this task force. Uh, we want to give the administration the power to fight back against not only Chinese, China's um, illegal subsidies of their own domestic industries, their mercantilist um, uh, posture against the United States and the rest of the world, uh, but we want to equip the administration to fight back uh, so that we bring back U.S. manufacturing and U.S. jobs. We also think the way to put pressure on China is to support free trade agreements uh, with um, China's adversaries and our allies in the, in the Indo-Pacific region. So if we do bilateral trade agreements with Australia and with New Zealand, if we do a bilateral trade agreement with India, for example, and uh, and really punctuate it by doing a free trade agreement with Taiwan, uh, we can really encircle China from a trade uh, point of view. Uh, China is clearly a, a behemoth when it comes to the, the global marketplace, uh, but we think through a bilateral and multilateral approach, we can encircle China and, and exert great pressure on China to actually uh, reform itself and, 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 and hold them accountable uh, for what it's done to American jobs and American workers. And, right. you know, th and this is, this is really important. The other thing we're doing is we're looking at, at capital flows. So, uh, you know, Chinese industries and competitor companies, uh, they have an advantage because they have unlimited access to uh, Chinese uh, subsidies. Uh, and so they can undercut us in the global marketplace. But what we think we ought to do to, to, to counter that is to, cut off uh, capital flows from the West to China. So what, what we see so often is that uh, Chinese companies access U.S. capital markets on U.S. exchanges with impunity and at, with an unlevel playing field that hurts investors and it deprives uh, um, uh, investors the protections that they normally get um, under the securities uh, laws of the United States. So we think that if a Chinese company uh, lists on a U.S. stock exchange but does not subject its auditors to the public company accounting oversight board, which is what every American auditor and company is required to do, that they should be delisted, that they cannot uh, list on U.S. stock exchange. I want mandatory disclosures. I want the SEC to require any company, any public company listing on a U.S. exchange to mandatorily disclose ties to the Communist, the Chinese Communist Party, and, and whether or not any CCP officials are serving as directors or officers uh, on their board and, and in their in their C-suite. So investors deserve that information, and we need to cut off uh, access to U.S. capital markets. We think that is a good way of, of pushing back. And, and finally, we've got to get at this academic espionage. We know that um, we benefit uh, from foreign talent coming into the United States. It helps U.S. competitiveness, and we don't want to cut that off. But we also know that there is a whole lot of academic espionage from Chinese nationals and others coming into our research institutions and universities. There's Confucius Institutes, and, and there's this Thousand Talents program where the Chinese government is recruiting U.S. 
academics and researchers to actually assist in their military civil fusion and uh, bringing back uh, not only trying to spy and get our intellectual property on COVID research, but but artificial intelligence and dual use technologies and, and trying to use um, federally funded research dollars uh, to steal that and go back and, and help the People's Liberation Army and the Chinese military. We've got to stop that. And so this whole thing is a very comprehensive effort. We're going to totally reorient our posture towards China. We're going to hold them accountable for this global pandemic. And we are going to prepare the United States uh, for the coming competition and stop China in its tracks in terms of its ambitions to become the world's global superpower. It's, it's what they call their uh, 100-year marathon, and it's time to stop it. So let me ask you um... – you know, we got an election coming up. How do you think the Republicans' chances look in the House, in the Senate, and for the presidency? Well, I think that the chances are much better than what the media would uh, would tell you. Um, I, I think the American people are alarmed at the the lurch towards socialism within the Democratic Party. The, the National Democratic Party is not the party of Democrats that I represent in the 6th Congressional District of Kentucky. The vast majority of Democrats that I represent in the 6th Congressional District of Kentucky, and I'm, I'm blessed to uh, enjoy the, the support of many Democrats in my district because they don't share the same radical extreme values that Nancy Pelosi and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Bernie Sanders that, that they have. And, you know, unfortunately, my opponent would enable that radical agenda. He, he can talk like he's from Kentucky all he wants, but if he supports these radical positions of repealing middle-class tax cuts and supporting the Green New Deal, he, he's, he's, he's just enabling the socialist agenda. So I think, I think we have an excellent chance um, uh, to, to, uh, to take back uh, the House because I think the American people are, are frightened by the defund police movement. I think they're frightened by uh, this uh, – um, uh, position uh, of the, the National Democratic Party to um, to abolish ICE and to open up our borders. I think they want border security. Um, and I, I think the, the lawlessness that's going on in our communities is scaring people. I think they want, um, they, they certainly want racial equality, but they want better police training. They don't want to defund the police. Uh, and they, they, they want us to rebuild our military to, to confront and counter and deter China. So we've got an excellent chance of taking back the, the House because, frankly, not only do we have a positive agenda for this country, uh, but the, the lurch towards socialism by the National Democrats, I think, is scaring a lot of Americans. And uh, it is, uh, you know, not in the interests of, of the, the American people. Look, most Americans who are living paycheck to paycheck, they believe in work. They believe in the dignity of work. Uh, they believe in safe and secure communities. Uh, they believe in a strong military. They believe in respect for our flag and the national anthem. Uh, they are not like the coastal elites who can afford to pay taxes. They are not like uh, the radical environmentalists who believe in destroying jobs through the Green New Deal. They are not like uh, the radical elements of the far left that want to defund the police. So, you know, the American people, the forgotten men and women of this country, I think are with us. We just need to communicate that message. And I think um, the president, because of that, has an excellent chance of being reelected. 
And especially if the president is reelected, I think you will see a, a, a big win by House Republicans with a, a real opportunity to take back the majority. We need 17 seats to do that. That's all. That's pretty neat. 17 seats. And, yeah. and if you think about and think about it, there's uh, there's over 30 incumbent Democrats in the Congress who who are in uh, in congressional districts uh, that uh, President Trump won in 2016. And Republicans have won every single special election uh, during uh, this two year cycle um, when uh, Nancy Pelosi has been back in charge as Speaker of the House. I think that says a lot. And of course, the media doesn't want to report that fact. But uh, the most recent special election victory for a Republican congressional candidate was in a California seat that that uh, uh, that um, Hillary Clinton won by six points. There are 43 congressional districts that are held by Democrats that are more favorable for Republicans than that one. Right. So those are the ones you want to go for and try to pick off. Absolutely. Any, any other areas you're interested in talking about? This is your show. We got about uh, 12 minutes. Well, I'm, I'm very excited about uh, the, the American Worker Task Force. We're going to be unveiling next week uh, the, the recommendations, the policy recommendations of the American Worker Task Force. I have had the privilege of uh, being the chairman of that task force in this term of Congress, and uh, we are focusing in that task force of unveiling recommendations for uh, when we take the majority back. You know, we may be in the minority right now, and we can't get a vote on these uh, good policy ideas because uh, Nancy Pelosi refuses to bring these to the, to the house floor, but we're not, um, we're not uh, sitting around doing nothing. We're preparing for our opportunity to govern again. And uh, we believe that this is really about restoring and renewing the American dream. And as I said before, early in the show, reorienting our education system to focus on skills-based education, apprenticeships, uh, uh, looking at in-demand jobs, those jobs that are in demand in the labor market and matching skills and training and education to the, the jobs that are in demand. This is this was important before the pandemic. It's especially important now to give workers better opportunities to achieve their God-given potential and uh, give them not just jobs that pay well, but careers that pay well. And so we, we focus on three things in, in our policy recommendations. We want to, number one, we want to refine our education system to better equip the American worker. Number two, we want to refocus labor policy to unleash the American worker. And three, we want to reimagine welfare to empower individuals and families. And uh, we, we think that, you know, th- there have been decades of ill-conceived government policies that have restricted the opportunity of American workers. And as a result, too many have been held back by a broken education system. They've been sent into the job market unprepared. Uh, they've been punished by overregulation, and they've been abandoned by the welfare state. And, and we think, unlike uh, the, the, the National Democratic Party, we think that um, work is a blessing. Work is not a punishment. Work is, uh, gives meaning and purpose to people's lives. And we are, we are the party, the Republican Party of today is the party of workers and self-sufficiency. We are the party of the dignity of work. We don't believe in disincentivizing work. We don't believe in paying people to not work. That's what the Democrats are for at the national level. The Democratic Party has become the party of paying people to not work. They've become the party of 
uh, of, of discouraging work. They have become the party of socialism and government dependency and, and soul-crushing uh, welfare. What we believe is liberating workers to achieve their God-given potential. It's a, it's a way in which people earn self-esteem. It's a way in which people can pursue happiness. It's a way in, in which they can realize that they have value to give back to the world. And that is what is so exciting about this American Worker Task Force. Uh, we've got uh, over 100 proposals to empower the workers of today and tomorrow so that they're no longer just living paycheck to paycheck, but they're uh, able to provide a real uh, higher standard of living for themselves and their families. And it couldn't come at a, at a more important time as we recover from this pandemic. And I'll give you one, one inspiring story from my district that shows how with the right policies, we can get every American on the, on the upward ladder of success. Um, in Fleming County, Kentucky, they recognized, uh, there was a group of people who recognized that, you know, a, a bachelor's degree or bust mentality is not always the best solution. And it can result sometimes in a mountain of debt uh, with a very little return on investment in terms of a good paying job at the end of those four years. And so what they saw was there was a huge demand for welders in the marketplace. And so they started the Kentucky Welding Institute. Adam Henson and his family started the Kentucky Welding Institute. And they've graduated several uh, graduating classes so far. And, and they have a wall of fame. You can go to Flemingsburg and you can see this. They have a wall of fame where they put the welding helmet of every graduate of the Kentucky Welding Institute it's a $12,000 to $15,000 program is the, is the tuition. You can go to a bank and get a loan for that. You don't have to go to the federal government and get you know $50,000 in student loans. And you, you go to school for six months, and in your first year, anyone who makes over $100,000 or more in their first year after their six-month uh, certification, they get their welding helmet put in the wall of fame. And there, there's over a dozen of those helmets already uh, in the wall of fame at the Kentucky Welding Institute because uh, these young men and women are getting great jobs and they're getting paid over $100,000 a year. So they can not only pay back the twelve dollars to $15,000 in tuition in year one, they, they are making more money than they ever dreamed. And, and they're telling me that, that now in, in, in the third or fourth year of the Institute, they have a student who said, heck, I can make more than $100,000. I'm going to make $200,000 in my first year out. That's what we're talking about uh, in the American Workers Task Force. We're going to make that dream a reality for millions of American workers. Andy, I saw a, a Facebook ad that you ran uh, It's very this week sometime about pre-existing conditions. And um, just in the social media world, people were piling on you about that you were contradicting your position with pre-existing conditions. And um, I know, once again, the media has misrepresented something somewhere. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's so sad that, uh, that some people have been misled uh, by the narrative mostly perpetuated by national Democrats and the liberal media that Republicans uh, voted to take away health care or uh, take away protections for people with pre-existing conditions simply because we wanted to stop uh, the Obamacare law from continuing to hurt our people with skyrocketing premiums and 
uh, the fact that it forced people to lose their health plan that they liked. It forced people to lose the doctor that they like. In fact, of all the group of people that Obamacare hurt the most, it was people with pre-existing conditions. Because, for example, many constituents of mine who had kids or had loved ones with pre-existing conditions, they lost their specialists. They had health care. They had a health plan. They lost that health plan. And they were forced into the government exchange, which was a narrow network that didn't have their choice of doctor. And what good is, uh, is Obamacare if it doesn't even give you access to the kind of doctor or the specialist doctor that you need to treat your pre-existing condition? So uh, far from helping people from pre- pre- with pre-existing conditions, Obamacare hurt people with pre-existing conditions. And we tried to fix that. And the bill that I – and I voted multiple times – to protect people with pre-existing conditions, regularly voted multiple times to guarantee coverage for people with pre-existing conditions. And, and the legislation that I voted for, the American, the American Health Care Act, uh, was included in there a guaranteed issue provision. And it, 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 it simply it mandated that if you have a pre-existing condition, you cannot be denied access to coverage. That is a fact. And whenever my opponent or any, anybody in the media or any uh, troll on social media says otherwise, they're, just either, it's, they're either lying or they have been misled, and they don't know what the actual facts are. The facts are that I have voted repeatedly to protect people with preexisting conditions, and I know personally how darn important it is. Uh, my, my sister has struggled with a preexisting condition her whole life, with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, it is personal to me. I would never vote for anything that would hurt people with pre-existing conditions. And of course, uh, my wife, as I as I say in my in my advertisement, she she had a pre-existing condition called mitral valve prolapse. I know I know more than most people how important it is uh, to protect people with pre-existing conditions. So it is offensive to me, offensive that anyone would suggest or imply that not only do I not understand how important it is but that I voted in some way to hurt people with pre-existing conditions, it's totally false. It is totally false. And, and I'm very, very proud uh, that I voted for the American Health Care Act, which would protect people with pre-existing conditions far better, because not only would it guarantee coverage for people with pre-existing conditions, it would do so without increasing premiums or increasing costs. It was a very smart approach using high-risk pools and, and invisible reinsurance to keep premiums down while at the same time protecting people with pre-existing conditions. It does so in ways that the Affordable Care Act doesn't, and that's why it's a far better policy option for people with pre-existing conditions. And as I say in my TV ad, I will never, ever, under any circumstances, support my opponent's plan, which would put bureaucrats and politicians in charge of our health care, put bureaucrats in between people with pre-existing conditions and their doctors. That is government-run health care, and that is a disaster for people with pre-existing conditions. The last thing anyone wants, uh, including my family, is a politician to overrule a doctor who is trying to treat a patient with a pre-existing condition. We have seen that, and it is a disaster, and I, will, I am proud of standing up for patients and families especially patients with pre-existing conditions, because they don't need bureaucrats in charge. They need their doctors and their nurses and their hospitals in charge.
Well, and Andy, we're we're proud of so much of what you're doing and so much of what you have accomplished, and we really hope that. Yeah, we love you, buddy. We hope that the um, the voters will appreciate the same way and will get to the polls or get their ballots in and vote. Voting has never been more important than it is right now. You're exactly right, and and it's so important that people not be fooled. Don't be fooled by by uh, you know, anybody who says that uh, that we are not supporting, that we being Republicans are not supporting people with pre-existing conditions, we've done we've done more for for folks uh, in the healthcare area and the response to the pandemic uh, than a- any socialist could ever. And buy American-made products. Look on the back of of boxes and and let's do away with China and do our part on that front too. Hey, Andy, thanks for joining us so much. We always love having you, and you're welcome anytime. Great to be with you all. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Team Dupree to talk about what's happening in the financial markets this week. Stay tuned. Happening over there. Peace in the Middle East. Happening right here. Defund the police. Pandemic relief. You must vote. No matter where it happens, your world happens. You know exactly what is happening. Here. To listen and learn. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Many people have 401k and 403b plans for their retirement investment accounts. In certain cases, our firm can help participants in these plans manage their investments. This can be helpful because those retirement plans often offer numerous different mutual funds as investment options, and unless the participant is an investment expert, it can be quite confusing. In this case, we put our investment expertise to work for you, the participant. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP or WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400.